welcome to Divergence Kinder Garden School. We are very excited to be hosting this. We are starting it off small on purpose. <laughs> this will allow us to feel the energy of who is here a little bit easier and to be able to have a little bit more of an intimate um, platform where we can take personal questions, where we can work with each of you and you know, be able to help you get greater understandings of the seeds that we're trying to plant or the polishings that we are trying to give. So with that, what I want to do is I want to share my screen. Um, we can see some beautiful loved ones on here. I'm going to keep it on um, our, our speaker view. And if you don't mind, if you can please put yourselves on mute uh, that way, just for recording purposes, when we launch this later, we've got a nice clean recording. That's wonderful. Thank you so much. Uh, okay, so we're going to be jumping right into this. We have a lot of material that actually came through and we are excited to be sharing it with you. And uh, one of the reasons for that is, you know, Darren and I are very um, clear that we are about channeling information that needs to come in and to be able to give the world what it needs at the right moment and the right time. Um, and so because our intentions are always rooted with the, the greatest and best and highest good of all involved in their greatest timelines, we have been advised to um, teach the superpower of your word, the spoken word and the unspoken word. And we have rated this level to be crawl. Um, although a lot of the teachings we are going to be doing are going to be in the immediate to the advanced um, range as well. Um, we do believe that this is where you start when it comes to your spirituality. If you want to attract different things in your life, you have to start managing your words, your frequency, your meat suit, your energetic field. And the best way and the easiest way to do that is by monitoring your words. And many people rip through them so quickly that they don't realize all of the energetic imprints that they are putting out, not only to themselves, to others, but also to the earth's electromagnetic field. You are constantly imprinting the earth and those around you. So when you really, you know, when you think that, oh, I don't have any impact and, you know, it doesn't affect anyone, you better believe it does. And this is why we always are preaching to stay in your own lane, to do your own work, to manage your own home, because there's more than enough work for you to do there. And if we all just kept in our own lanes and we worked on ourselves and our own ascension we would have less crashing into each other, less conflict, less pointing at each other's wounds and where we're bleeding from still. So this is a much kinder and softer approach that we're gonna be taking um, as far as the power of your words, but there's a lot of great content in here. So let's go over the, the course outline. We're gonna be talking about why words hold superpowers. So you're gonna learn how words have specific vibrations, how science can measure them now, and certain exercises that you can do to be able to change your energetic output. So we're not going to be sitting here just telling you information that you already know as far as, you know, and at the same time, I, you know, it wasn't too, too long ago that I really realized the impact that words have. And that's why when I was teaching my courses many years ago, that was the first lesson I started with my students to make sure you mind your words. 
And so we'll be able to give you exercises then so that you can start changing these parts about you. And again, this is such an in-depth course. I could talk about this and, and we could do multiple courses, which are going to end up bleeding off into them, um, especially when it comes to the intention part of this, because that is a big game changer. We're going to be inviting you to our Divergence uh, Telegram intention page where you can start to learn how to write intentions, learn how to put the proper words down so that the frequency you're putting out is actually attracting what you want to get. We're also going to talk about uh, words are magic spells. Now, we're going to be talking some magic in this course. And, you know, I'll be honest, as soon as I kept feeling it, I noticed I had a vibrational um, reaction to the word. And I had to kind of, again, go and feel the word and, and see why I was picking up some energy. And it went back to my programming. This is the whole point of doing these kind of courses. I was taught spells were bad. I taught magic was bad. Careful. Those are the works of the devil. So when we start to break it down, and you know what, this is one thing Darren and I are starting to realize as well, is when we've been taught something and for a really long time, and there are things that make us uncomfortable, we go look at them. In fact, we go running at them. There's something there. There's something they don't want us to know. So, and as I tapped into the energy of this, and I went down these, these rabbit holes with my team, I learned so much. And this is the thing, I'm learning this hours before you are. This is being channeled in as we speak. I finished it literally an hour ago. I missed part of our meeting with one of our teams because I had to finish this up. And so, again, when you understand that there's different forms of magic that you are constantly emitting, constantly casting, your words are spells and you're using them for white, black or silent magic. Mm, there's a new one. It was a new one for me. Silent magic. Well, you're going to learn what that is, and you're going to realize why it's just as deadly as black magic. We're going to also talk about jail by words. So you're going to learn how our words create contracts, bondage, and cords to people, and how to identify and dissolve dysfunctional ones and then create new ones. So we're going to teach you how to tap into energies and frequencies that are not working anymore that you've outgrown that need upgrading that need dissolving and transcending so you're going to be able to identify them and then to be able to you know i don't like the word transmute darren doesn't like it either but to be able to alchemize it and then to be able to create new ones by doing a few simple things this is why this is such guarded and sacred information and why it was put in a whole bunch of different places so that we couldn't put it all together. Because once you realize how easy it is, it's shocking how quickly you can change your life, your vibration, and everything that you're attracting into your world. This is why it's considered a superpower. Then we're also going to talk about some word experiments. And uh, Kim actually went uh, down this rabbit hole for me in helping me put this together. And these are experiments that have been done with words on plants. Um, there's been even ones that have been done on our bodies um, to show us the importance of controlling and directing our words properly and doing it at all times. This is not something you just monitor and do, you know, for four hours a day. 
the the amount of monitoring is completely depicted and reflective of of what you're receiving back because we always talk about this your outside world is a complete reflection of your inside world you don't like what you're seeing change the channel or tune yourself up and that's what this will do especially when we give you our kinder garden tools so again we are always about giving you things so that you can pull these out of your spiritual toolbox when these situations present themselves because they will this is why you're getting this information is because this is the next step of your evolutionary spiritual journey you need to rise you need to do better and you can do better with your words and a few tools that we're going to be able to give you so that you can be able to shield yourself and give yourself an immunity from words and people. You can even transcend it or even dissolve and redirect it for good. How great to be able to take something, which is actually what we are currently experiencing right now, alchemize it and blow it back with love. We are in the habit of sending back daggers, dagger for dagger. Oh, if you give me one dagger, I'm gonna give you three to infinity and beyond. Like, it's just ridiculous how much we hex each other, how much we put spells on each other. So at the end of it, we will talk about some energy messages, but what we've learned is that the messages usually come through in the middle in the beginning, halfway through, all the way through actually. But of course, if you do have any questions, please put it in the chat. We've got Serena, we've got um, Kim, and we've got uh, Ravina that are always monitoring that. We will always make sure that we answer your questions. So if anything comes up, there is no dumb question. There is no stupid question. There are only questions that with the intention of you wanting to learn and grow, and that's why we'll always spend the time to answer them. Okay, so Kim, do you have something? I do. I just wanted to take a moment for us to look, take a step back and look at where words are in our life, just to see exactly the impact and the immensity that it has. It's obviously what we write, what we speak, what we think. It's in music. It's all over social media. It's work. It's down to the apps on your phone. There's words like just the signs on the streets that you see. It's so big that we talk about sorry, my bird in the background, <laughs> that we talk about, you know, the power of your word, but also where are the words, especially once we start touching on spells, that is going to be very big. It's not, it's a lot grander than we've been led to believe as well. Absolutely. Fantastic. Thank you for sharing that. Okay. So what we're going to do is we're going to go into why words hold superpowers. Okay. So we thank goodness science has caught up to this there was a time when you were you know you used to talk about this 100 years ago people would think you were crazy and you were deemed as crazy there was no such thing as words having a vibration that they affect your body it was a whole bunch of woohoo well that woohoo is starting to turn into some wow so that's the best part so we know that words have a vibration so that means every single word that we are putting out. So we're using fears like fear, regret, blame, guilt, hopeless. I mean, I can't even say it. I get a headache. Those have a much lower vibrational frequency. And when we use those words, they go out and they grab onto energy that's of the same frequency. Why? Because science has also told us that like attracts like. So it goes out, grabs energy of the same kind. It brings it back to you. 
But what ends up happening is because we keep attracting the same energy, we start to spiral our energy. It starts to go in a downward motion. So if you look at these, you know, these, these words here, where you're starting it with joy at the very top, and then it's going down to passion, goes to optimism, it goes to contentment. Then it's going to go to, sorry, just one second here. It's going to go to frustration. It's going to go to disappointment. Then it's going to go to doubt, blame, discouragement, anger, jealousy, unworthiness. And look what the bottom one is, fear. So this is why we call it an energetic vortex, because as soon as you get on that, what we like to call it the shit pit, when you know you're going down on something, something is affecting you. You are feeling something. If you choose to ride that energetic train, you're going to pick up energetic momentum. And then it's that much harder to stop it. Okay. If you can just make sure everyone's on mute, please. That would be wonderful. Thank you. Now, the other thing about, you know, the emotional guidance scale is that your body has a a response to certain words. Kim has actually noticed that, you know, there's certain words that are said, you know, with, with, with our, our loved ones. I, I have a, a movement apparently that I do because I feel it within my body because I am constantly trying to monitor my words, anything that's of a lower vibration, it, it, it irritates me. And this is what's so wonderful because when you can get onto a vibration where you are always maintaining your output. Anything that you hear, anyone that says something to you, you're going to notice the news is going to be harder to watch. Commercials are harder to watch. Being around family members or people that they just feel like energy vampires because that's what it is. We talked about this just on our strategic council that, you know, it, it, it sucks you in, it draws you down. When people of a higher frequency mix with people of a lower frequency, they get irritated. It bugs them. So the mistake people of a higher vibration make is they lower their bar to match them. No, 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 no. This is where we're trying to save them from their feelings where they're trying to save them from their, their lessons instead of just staying our own lane, holding our own power, controlling our own emotions and the vibrations that we're putting out. If they don't like it, that's not our lesson. It's not your job to lower your energetic frequency bar, your love ascension meter. No, there's lightning bolts for that. That's what we call them. Okay. Now this boils down to the law of frequency and vibration. It's very simple. Like Kim talked about your thoughts, your words, your language, all of it. If you're writing something down, the energy goes out. You think something people that's, this is a, we're going to get to this about the silence magic. People think, Oh, I just said it in my head. It doesn't count. It's actually worse because you're holding it. So this is where we've preached about this over and over 5D. If you, that's where you want to go. If you want to even just raise your spiritual ascension love meter, you have to get in touch with energy. You need to learn to feel everything's feeling. 
So now it's about monitoring our feelings. And we've been taught not to feel. This is the beautiful, beautiful gift that the, the vid gave us. It gave us time to be with our feelings. Look at how many more people had an opportunity to feel things. It gave them the space. A lot of people did some good works. A lot of people spiraled and we can see the results of that. My goodness. So let's look at the actual Hertz chart. Because, you know, when we talk about the words have a certain frequency, they actually do. So, you know, it was interesting because my team kind of showed me you have a, an energetic bank account. And I think, Kim, you had something that came in around this as well. And if you think of yourself as an energetic bank account and your bank account restarts every single morning when you wake up and you can put into that bank account whatever frequencies you want, there's a big difference, though. You put guilt in there, mm, 30 points for you. But you wake up with joy and peace and love in your heart and you send that. And here's the thing, that, that's just if you give that to yourself. Look at 600 plus 540 plus 500. Now we're talking. Then what happens when you send that out to the world to help them heal? Just being on the vibration of wanting to give that energy magnifies that. Do you know what happens to your energetic bank account? Your love ascension scale. Whew. Huge. The reason at the end of the day for wanting to get control and be able to manage our thoughts, our words, our intentions, our feelings are so that we can develop this energetic bubble peace and happiness, joy, love, etc. Through acceptance of failures in the past, misguided emotions, things of this nature, we can correct and fix a lot of this with just by simply redire redirecting words or, or placing different intentions or conscious timestamps on our words that come out of our mouth at any given moment. We can literally be healing ourselves on the fly, real time as we go if we are projecting and living in that state of consciousness again if you're staying or if you're stuck with shame guilt apathy grief grief fear anger all those ones you are stuck at the lower echelon of this chart so start to change those this takes a little bit of practice though this takes a little bit of patience give yourself the space to get better at doing this that's the most important lesson here. You're not going to go from zero to hero overnight. It is taking us years to finally kind of get our heads wrapped around what's going on. Why? Because a lot of current academia out there has perverted the course of these truths, or they've plainly hidden these things from us so that we were left vulnerable to attack. We didn't understand the importance of what these processes are. But they wanted to control our ability to either come into uh, knowing these things or not coming into knowing them. So they were going to fill our state of being with their agenda, thereby cutting ourselves off of something greater. 
So to get to those places of happiness, start your morning with your deposit. Wake up with your, your stretch and your yawn and whatever it is you love to do first thing in the morning. Find that moment in time to make a deposit, make a reposit, drop something energetically blissful. Don't drop the negative. If you catch yourself dropping a negative, go, whoa, 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 hit stop, rewind that tape, start again and correct it. As soon as spirit consciousness, the fifth dimension recognizes your effort, you are rewarded instantly. You instantly feel better. Your cells respond better. And as Jody and the Queens would show you here in a minute, you're going to see the evidence of this in things like household plants. When you tell a plant, I hate you, what do you think happens to the plant? When you tell the plant, oh boy, I love you, what do you think happens to the plant? If you think our words, our intentions, these things are not important, we hope you pay particular attention to what we're trying to tell you. But my gut feeling is you loved ones are on vibe with this. You know where this is going because this at the end of the day is fundamentally critical for us to get to where we're all trying to go. And people, when they don't are not getting the results that they are wanting, this is one of the main reasons why that I find. As soon as I ask them, okay, well, what, what do you feel the problem is? Their next words that they choose, say it all. So ask yourself, why am I not getting this in my life? And notice the language that you use. And then add up your score. And then intentionally and consciously alchemize it so that you are now changing the frequency you're putting out to ask for things of a higher vibration and add up that. And then look at those two numbers and then see a correlation. Because whatever you are putting out is in complete relation to what you're getting back. It's not proper to put out things of a lower vibration and then be expecting the happiness and the joy from that output. The, the, the rules that we all live with under kind of don't allow that. They don't reward bad behavior. They might for a moment just to teach us a lesson at the end of the day. But again, this is where being mindful of these, these choices is very, very, very important. Get, get, sorry, get good at reminding yourself. Try to catch yourself whenever you start feeling negative or thinking negative. Oh, there it is. Ha ha. Caught ya. Don't let it happen. Get control of it identify it, realize what's going on, take control. And we take control the moment we are mindful of it. Again, we're showing consciousness. We're showing the greater power that we're capable of something better. That's all the powers that are need to see. They need to see you trying. They need to see you doing. They need to see you executing. They need to see you living it, breathing it, living it. And what's interesting is, you know, when I talked about how you have an energetic bank account and it starts every morning, I could feel an energy within the group going, oh, good. I get a race from the day before. And then as Darren was talking, my team says, little do you all realize your bank account can be reset at any time. Amazing. Because it can. It's not just a morning thing. It's not just after you get a good night's sleep. 
it's when you decide, you know what? Reset. I am clearing that bank account. I'm clearing that energetic yucky residue. And then you put a new deposit in. How do you put a new deposit in? You use higher vibrational words. Trump the energetic frequency of what you put out previously, period. Very simple. But we're going to get to that in a little bit. So this is a great little tool here. Oh, Kim, I want you to thank you. I yes, love this. I just had a little bit. <laughs> okay. I had a little bit more to add to that. So it just take notice of the the belief spell that they had. Oh, you can only start that tomorrow morning. You can only you'll start on Monday. And like you said, you can literally start at any day. And they did give me that upload a few days ago. You can start at any time. It, it's a belief system that we choose a spell that we choose to keep alive by saying, oh, it has to be tomorrow morning or it has to be on a Monday. So just keep that in mind. Absolutely. Thank you so much for that. Um, we would like to actually share with you um, some actual frequencies. And this is actually something that our strategic council is researching right now, because Darren and I really believe in healing chambers and using sound to heal the body. This is some very hidden um, healing techniques that we believe need to come to life. So we're definitely putting some energy into this and our team has been doing so as well. And we found out some fascinating information. Um, Serena, I know you just posted something. I'm going to get you just to talk about it, what you found out just briefly in a moment, but here's some actual hertzes as far as if you're trying to remove pain, 174 to 12, whatever that is, enter it into Google. It'll spit it out. Then if you want to actually influence your energy field, um, how about perform a miracle? There's a miracle frequency. Okay. Like, are you kidding me? So imagine like doing medit like group mass meditations with that kind of frequency that's going on in the background. Never mind a group of people where you're emitting that through sound bowls or different, you know, kind of instruments. If you want to make change in your life, connect to the cosmos. Oh my goodness. Okay. There's even returning yourself to spiritual order. Wow. So this is the thing. This is where we can start layering our healings, where we can in introduce words, introduce sound. We can start blending this so that we can get more from ourselves as far as the healing. Now there are some word exercises that our loved ones can do here. Um, we have that old expression, and I know you have heard of it. Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words can never hurt me. Well, why did they always hurt us? So words can hurt, but again, only if you let them. That's the piece of the pie. That's the, the, the secret ingredient they removed. This is all, again, about now starting to blend and, and connect dots and messages. Now, these are some messages, loved ones, that you can actually do to notice the, the conversations or the words that actually affect you. Because, again, if we're going to start emitting and start, you know, being conscious of our frequency and the words that we're using, we're going to have to start feeling more. 
So we're going to have to start connecting and setting intentions to connect to energy of noticing when people say certain words, how it makes us feel, how we communicate with other people. When people say certain stories or, of a, you know, things of a certain frequency, how our body reacts. Do we lose our appetite? Do we get tired? So think back even today on some conversations that you had with some people and notice if any of these things happened to you. Notice the word choices that these people or yourself made and start to see if you can begin to see a correlation with the frequency in which it was sent out in versus how it was received with you and how that affected your body. So by tuning into these connections and these feelings, you're going to start to be able to notice people that number one, you get tired or exhausted from. People that you felt or seemed or that you immediately did not like. As soon as you felt their energy, you didn't even have to talk to them. You could just tell. You felt excited and energized in someone's presence. Think of those people, the ones that make you feel good about yourself. But here's the thing. Those people could be filling your cup. So this is where the next one comes in. What about an energy exchange between both parties where both of you got your cups filled? These are the people that we encourage you to look for. Because now more than ever, now that this line is coming in the sand, we're becoming more, people are becoming more and more clear on what they stand for, who makes them feel good. People that like certain things in their bodies versus people that don't like certain things in their body. It's starting to get harder and harder to be around those people is what we are feeling and what a lot of our loved ones have expressed to us. So it becomes now what? Do you lower your bar? Do you start speaking their language or do you hold your space, stay in your lane, do your own work, maintain your own vibration and control who has access to you? That becomes the question. So anybody that is privy to some of the things that I specifically divergence and myself talk about online, whether it's my Facebook profile uh, or whatever it is, is that wherever I'm dropping my words, keeping in mind that I spend a lot of time with every word and its placement and the context that I'm using it because I understand. And I realize that everything that I put out there is going to have an impact. So again, I'm very cognitive or I'm very conscious of how I do and why I do it. A lot of people say I talk in riddles all the time. Well, again, this is for me to stimulate you and others through words to get you to start moving energy through your consciousness. And 5D can be a different language to say. Yeah, of course it can. So again, these these magic spells, um, the words, whether it's good or bad, all we're suggesting here is start getting more appreciative uh, at the moment, just before a word comes out of your mouth, through your intentions and the thought processes, where this word or sentence or a group of words 
is going to be thrown out to the world. Just connect for just a little moment. It takes a little bit of practice, like we were saying, but there is great reward by learning how to control your energy. And this takes us into the next portion where words are magic spells. Now, notice your body as I said that word. Spells. Feel the vibration right now, loved ones, of that word. Say it to yourself, spell. Now, we have been taught to fear magic and to be in awe of it, mostly because we didn't understand it. But when I was, again, doing this whole spell thing, I had a physical reaction to it because what we've been taught is that spells are dark. They're black. They're the works of Satan. Stay away. But one thing we continue to try and teach our loved ones is if there is bad in something, there is good in something. If something is bad energetically and you know how to energetically alchemize it to change it into something different, why wouldn't we do that? That's magic. Now let's define actually what magic is. I was, they're like, to help the loved ones understand what magic is. Okay, here it is. I actually giggled all the way through it once I read it. Magic is the art of directing and controlling energy using natural forces, such as sound and thought, to produce a desired effect. I'm going to read it again. It's just that good. It takes, it sometimes just takes another one just to kind of get it in. The magic is the art of directing and controlling energy using natural forces, mm, sound, and thought to produce a desired effect. Which means that magic is the art of directing and controlling energy huge we can make magic with our words because your word is the power that you have to create and all the magic you possess there's another word is based on your words now they wanted you to have a little history of words because we're learning especially with divergence we like to go back to the origins <laughs> they're sometimes tricky to find, but let me tell you, there's some eye-opening truths because a lot of us have just been given three-word answers for most of things that we just ask, mom, what's this mean? Dad, what's this mean? And we just took it for point value. But listen to the history of the words. School teaches us the alphabet, which is made of letters that are designed based on sacred geometry. That's fascinating to me. Think about that. That letters are ge sacred geometry. And these letters are ideograms, which are written symbols that represent ideas. They're no different than those little squigglies that are on caves. After we learn the alphabet, we are taught how to spell using the letters of the alphabet. 
This is to prepare you to cast magic spells through the use of spelling. Did you notice the terms magic spell and spelling have the word spell in them? This is no accident. The hidden intent of spelling is to cast magic spells. And so the reason that they teach you how to spell words correctly and in a certain order, certain letters, certain geometry, place it exactly this way, do it every time because it strengthens the magic's effect. And when we kind of really understand that, that's why they're showing even written. So important. Texting, typing, careful loved ones, can'ts, won'ts, shouldn'ts, low vibrational words. Because here's the thing, you put it on there and it stays there and it just energetically feeds, whether that's on a chat, whether that's on someone's page, whether that's something that you tell yourself. It now becomes about what kind of a spell what kind of, you know, a energetic frequency are you going to put out? Are you going to do black magic? You can do white magic. It's your choice. You're doing it either way. You can say, I don't really want to do any of this spell stuff. This, this is magic. No, it's scaring. You're doing it whether you realize it or not. And here's the other thing. You're actually being controlled by it right now, by the powers and the dark beings that are out there. They love this kind of stuff. So now it's about realizing the spells they've been putting on us, the programming that they've just been pounding us with. So that all of a sudden we're going, you know what? I don't really like how that makes me feel. Kim. Um, what they just showed me is propaganda is organized spells. Mm. Through yeah, fear absolutely. through time. Yep. Yeah. So I mentioned this earlier that when we are casting these spells for good or bad, these thoughts and these vibrations are imprinting on the earth's magnetic field or its magic field. This is the energy field that creates the reality for earth. Loved ones. So not only are we crashing into each other with our emotional carts and pointing at everybody's wounds and where we're, where we're wrong and where we're bleeding and where we need help, where we're broken. But we're, sorry, I just lost my point here. But we're also going and imprinting it on this energetic field. And what's going on right now in the earth, do you know how many people are emitting a frequency that is not for the earth's magnetic field's best and highest good? that is not going to help earth operate in its highest timeline, which means it's up to you. It's up to me. Stay in your lane, monitor your frequency at all times. If anything, turn it up. Ooze high vibrations. Don't let anything exit your mouth, your thoughts, your hands, unless it has been screened for, with the intent of the universe helping you to emit the highest frequency possible. Huge. So what magic are you feeding? 
Okay. Kim, did you have anything? Um, so I just found something while you were speaking is that before the earth was um, vibrating at 7.83 Hertz, and they say in the last year, it's gone up to eight Hertz. So it's almost, you know, how we talk, everything is subrogated. The, you know, propaganda has caused many of us to ascend and they're tingling. So I think they like that. <laughs> it has ascended earth. And so we're at about an eight right now and 16 is audible to humans. So we're halfway wow. there. <laughs> never get there. <laughs> Amazing. And we start doing this kind of stuff and getting that kind of information out. We start joining forces around the world. Loved ones, this is why we show up for you. This is why we say just show up. And if you just do even just a little bit of work, great. That's going to add to the collective. And, you know, when I was actually doing this, this course, they wanted me to, you know, teach on white magic, black magic, and then the silent magic. And I was, you know, pulling kind of my, my programs to build it, but I had to rearrange it because the white magic in comparison to the black magic, it was ridiculous. I had to change my format and, you know, Darren, even, well, I'll, I'll let you explain how you. Yeah, it was, it was just a nice visual representation of the current state of affairs of the planet that we're all inhabiting right now. There's so much lower vibration out there trying to hold back the good vibration that there has to be a pivotal moment in time where that shifts. Call that the, the polar shift. That's us waking up or being conscious of these, these things that we're describing here. If we can all do a little bit each day, and then if we can all do a little bit more tomorrow, it won't take all of us to turn the tides. I think a very select few of us that have the right direction and the right motivation can accomplish a lot for many. And again, this is why we're here. This is why we're producing. This is why we're gardening. This is why we're doing what we do. And so with that, let's go into white magic. <laughs> and so again, monitor yourself. Notice any words I say that trigger you. Again, this is not about what I'm saying to you. It's about how your body is responding and the energy that's in your body and how it's resonating with the words and the frequency coming at it. Okay. So when we talk about white magic, this is the magic that resides in all of us to do good and to be kind to one another. But here's the thing, your awareness of it is one of the most powerful superpowers that you have. When you realize the ability of the, the magic that you can bestow on yourself, that you can help others with that are not at a place where they can do that, this is where we can start to transform our world. And examples of doing this are doing healings, any kind of healings with your spiritual team. If you're connecting with a higher source and you're setting intentions of healing yourself or others, white magic, Reiki, mm, one of my favorites, love Reiki. If you are setting high vibrational intentions, you're sending out white magic. You're casting a beautiful spell out there. And when you do mass or personal meditations, beautiful. Let that come in. Work with the higher beings in different dimensions. They're wanting to connect right now. White magic. 
Now you can strengthen and increase your magic and manifesting ability by using higher vibrational words when casting spells. So now that you're aware of this, maybe you did meditations, maybe you did Reiki, maybe you work with your spiritual team. Now what you can do is you can set intentions. Okay, I was listening to Divergence and they were talking about using higher vibrational words. So first of all, team, help me become aware of when I'm using lower vibrational words so I can turn up the volume. That's one amazing thing. And then you can set spells and, and set intentions to be able to help heal the world. When you start doing things like this, when you start using different high vibration, I mean, now that you have the scale, pull those high, the, the top five, just use those words. Don't use, oh, how are you doing today? Oh, good. How are you doing today? Enlightened. <laughs> Try that one. Use words that are just out of your vac vocabulary that are just so outrageously happy that, it, that anyone listening to it, it just, it cracks them up. Good. Then you're put casting more of these, this beautiful white magic. It's the little, it's a sprinkle sauce. It's the beautiful isms and, and high vibration. And what's the word I'm looking for? It's awesome sauce. That's what I love. <laughs> Um, Jazz, I'll get to you in just one moment. I just want to finish up the white magic here. Um, now, like I mentioned, you want to use higher vibrational words when you're casting spells and use it for good. This is the difference between black magic and good magic. It's pretty simple. You're going to either use high vibrational words when you're talking to yourself, because be clear. I know I'm talking a lot about the casting of the spells that you're doing to other people. I'm more concerned, especially when I work with my queens, on the casts of spells you're putting on yourself. What are you saying to yourself? What are you programming with yourself? What contracts and sentences are you putting on yourself because of an old program running? a spell that was cast on you that maybe were, you were too young to understand or the conditions that you were under, you didn't, you personalized it. So this is now about us learning to be brave enough to feel, to know that we got the proper tools so that whatever comes up, we're able to redirect it. We're able to dissolve it. We're able to now heal those wounds within ourselves so that we can start emitting and putting out a different energy. Um, I want to talk about a white magic that I do all the time. And Darren <laughs> sees me, anyone of my girlfriends who's come and had dinner with me. Anytime I cook dinner, once I get the meat, I do my Reiki. I do a blessing. We eat a lot of meat. We're almost fully meat. And because of that, it's very important, especially when we know the circumstances under as much as we try to buy our meat as humane as possible, a, a lot of the residue is still there for fear and pain. And so no matter what I do, what I like to do is to take the meat. And this is something, loved ones, I really want you to listen to because this is white magic that you can practice 
when it comes to feeding your meat suits and your family, that is so simple. And we've gotten off the path a little bit. Some of us still pray over our food. Darren and I don't pray over our food. It's not about praying necessarily. If you want to do that, of course, we highly recommend it. But the point of, of charging and clearing your food is so you can change the frequency of it. So we just had Thanksgiving here in, um, in Canada. So I had my big turkey. And the first thing I do is, you know, because it's a turkey, I just lovingly wash it. And then I just put my hands on it and I connect with the actual an animal. And I, first of all, give it gratitude and thanks. Cause you have to understand everything's soul contract. You don't come as a turkey and expect to be able to be on top of a hill prophesying future events. You know what you came here to be if you're a turkey, in my opinion. So I thank that turkey for honoring that contract. And then I ask that all of its pain be removed. I ask that all of its fear be removed. And then I charge it with love and light. And I wait until all of the black is removed and I just shut my eyes and I just do a meditation on it. I just sit there or until I vibrationally, if you can't necessarily see, wait until you're vibrationally know it's done. And even just setting the attention alone is enough. And so I charge it. And then I ask that anyone who eats it receive the exact nutrition that they need and allow their bodies to easily discard anything from this meal that they don't need or that isn't good for them. So that it personalizes the meat. Anything can be changed. Anything can be charged. We can turn anything into whatever vibration you, we want. If we can change dead water into a crystal, what do you think we can do with our bodies when we start treating it right? What do you think we can start doing for our animals in honoring them if we do choose to eat them? And so these simple little techniques, even if it's an apple, charge it, clear it of any poisons, any chemicals. It's that easy. If you don't think that you can get rid of pesticides, pesticides, pesticides by giving it energy, we, we need to work on what you know of energy. You can. Let's start transmuting. Let's start changing. Let's start transcending, alchemizing energy of all kinds. We see something that's not dirty or that's dirty. Anything that's unclean, anything that we want to give love to. The universe doesn't speak English. It speaks frequency. What frequency are you emitting? And, excuse me. And again, this is where the younger we get our heads wrapped around this stuff, the better opportunities shall befall all of us. Don't feel, oh, I'm so behind the curve. I'm 68 years old. I'm just starting all this now. No, the fact that you're starting is all that counts. Appreciate the moment. You can make such a difference right now. You, you can actually make up for the, oh my God, I haven't been doing this for 10 years. I'm so far behind. Wrong. You can actually balance that scale immediately. If you come at it with the proper direction, the proper mindset, you can make such spiritual leaps and bounds right now. It's almost mind boggling, which is why they had to hide all of this from us so that we didn't start to feel empowered. 
Once we started to feel empowered, guess who or guess what slave masters frown on that, right? And again, it won't take all of the slaves to break out. It only will take a few to show the rest the way. So for those of us who continually search for the truth, find the justice, the honor, and the integrity through words, actions, behavior is so important. You've probably been like this your whole life, but that system was trying to beat it out of you. Why is that? Why was there such a conflict? Why have we been persecuted our entire lives? Why have we been fed an agenda that was meant to suppress us? Again, I may not be the sharpest stick in the forest, but I'm looking at what's out there and I see nothing but an attempt to pull the wool over our eyes, fool us, deceive us into something so that we just blindly go where we are led, which is why it's important that someone comes along, pulls that mask off, shakes us, slaps us a little bit, wakes us up, pours cold water on your face, whatever it takes to get us to change the way we formerly did things. And this is the thing. This is the black magic that's going on around us. So you can carry on in your life with your blinders on going, no, Jody, no divergence. No, no, that's not happening. Or you can actually just realize there are some forces that maybe we don't all understand that we may have been giving out not even half truths, 0.001% truths. And that this now boils down to forget everything and anything that comes with at you assess it from that place because your soul knows your body knows and your word this is where we're gonna get into the black magic if it's being used against us the misuse of your word is black magic when we cast spells and pull each other down we are keeping each other in a state of fear and doubt when we use words for black magic, it's considered a trespass. And many of us are doing it unknowingly. So you want to talk about that bank account? Here, all of us are putting in like negative deposits and not even realizing it. And then going, oh my goodness, why is my life turning out this way? Why does this keep happening to me? Check your Love Ascension bank account. What have you been putting in there? What have you been sending out? And sadly, many of us are using our most powerful gift and using it against ourselves and others, using the word to curse, to blame, to find guilt, to shame, or to even destroy. And then, this is the best part, we use more words to gossip and spread our personal poison around like a contagious pandemic. Children are sadly the victims of this one. They sit in the background and they listen. What are they hearing? What are you putting in their bank account? Because here's the thing. As you spew these, this black magic, these spells, you're putting deposits into your own bank account and you're putting into deposits into other people's bank accounts joint accounts mm. so what ends up happening loved ones is we create 
courts. I don't know how many of you have heard this expression before, but courts are created when we connect to people's energy and make arrangements or contracts with their spells. So somebody says something to us. And this is the sad thing. We, we are always, we have love courts and we have not so love courts. We have dysfunctional courts and non-dysfunctional healthy courts. Okay, so understand it's never about the love courts. It's about the courts that are going out that are creating a sentence for us, that are keeping us spellbound. The whole zombie look because we're just so tuned out because of this belief system that just has us constantly under its trance. And then we have the black magicians. Let's talk about them. These are people who intentionally spread a virus. They seek revenge with the intent of spreading poison about another person so that they feel bad about themselves. These are people who are, do calculated efforts to bring other people down. Then these people lie to themselves using the other person's received punishment as justified for their wrongdoing, that they deserve it somehow. And little do we realize that plummets us into our own hell. You start to spiral. And then we have opinions. This is one of our favorites. Opinions are belief systems that are based on your point of view, based on your current agreements or programs running, whether you know they're running or not. Your opinions are also charged, sorry, your, your opinions also vary and change based on where you are in your spiritual love ascension meter and what your personal agendas are. We will actually come to agree and, and, and acknowledge that this doesn't mean that our opinions are necessarily true. It means that our opinions are just based on what we believe or know up until that point of time. So black magic spells, you know, when we use low, lower vibrational words, uh, dipped in, you know, sedatives or poisons or, or something that causes cancer. And then we launch these things through an opinion. So when you have an opinion arrow and then you've got the poison, <laughs> you got the poison at the end of it, when that strikes its target, it has an impact, does it not? So spiritual arrows or, or these, these metaphorical arrows that we are sending out, they can have, you know, hearts attached to them like Cupid, or they can actually have a devastating, uh, deathly effect. Depending on whoever's launching these arrows, it's very important to understand you had a choice before you fired that thing. Now, that choice is exercisable at every split moment before we do act, think, or say something. So spreading these arrows or these words onto others, again, this is where the virus, given our state of affairs today, is very relatable. So we can, you know, we can literally feel right about our opinions, you know, making us feel good about ourselves, but sometimes that's going to come at a cost to others. Now, this is where it gets a little bit 
sketchy or this is where it gets a little bit uh we've been programmed to not want to hurt other people's feelings but sometimes we find ourselves doing that when we speak the truth this is why we found it's hard to actually speak the truth because we know it's going to hurt people's feelings sometimes so i'd rather just not i'd rather either bend the truth a little bit not quite present it that way or shelter that recipient from the trueness of the moment that is actually disserving them, yourself, and the watchers that are paying attention to what we're doing. Why wouldn't we just go out on a limb, take a chance, speak a little bit more truth, stand in the power of that, recognizing, hey, this might sting at the moment, but I wouldn't be doing it. I wouldn't be being pushed to hurt your feelings a little bit if I didn't have a greater thing planned or if there wasn't something better right around the next corner. Is it better to just acquiesce or agree with someone who's coming from a lower vibration or is it up to us do you actually feel a bit of a duty to do your best to help lift that individual to maybe help make them feel a little bit better about themselves well sometimes the quickest way to feeling better is to rip that band-aid right off get into that scab pull that thing right off shine it with light truth and love and let the healing begin if you keep that wound covered if, if, if you are afraid because it's a little bit painful under there, you're afraid to, to embrace the situation. You healed it enough. Yeah, we've done enough. Wrong. Even when you think you've done enough, do more. Because you know what? What we're finding is we always seem to fall a little bit short somewhere. There always seems to be one more little rock that we should have overturned and thought, oh, I could have did a little bit more work right there. Shit, now I got to go back and go do that one. You know what? While you're there the first time, do it all. That's how we really start to make progress. When you find yourself always having to go back and clean up little messes in the corner that you missed when you were spiritually vacuuming, we're wasting time because now we're just going around in circles. We're actually not getting where we need to go. After vacuuming's done, I'd rather go out and borrow my neighbor's lawnmower and cut the grass. And there it is. You just always got to throw the lawnmower in there, don't you? <laughs> Take advantage of the moment. Use words to better ourselves. And again, we were talking, Jody was talking about curses just a moment ago. This is why, believe it or not, things are unfolding as we speak online for me and Jody regarding certain individuals out in online world who are, let's just say, in a bit of a conflict with what we're trying to do and what we're trying to teach people at the moment. The word curses was brought into our current situation on purpose so that we can actually speak about them right now. I'm currently involved in a situation today where I'm literally being called out and, and being accused of putting curses on people. But I want you all to take a moment. If you haven't seen some of these posts, if you don't mind taking three minutes out of your day when you have the opportunity, go back and actually look at some of the words that were chosen. Some of these words actually lay facts down and then i literally step back i let people curse themselves i then show up to enforce the curse by showing the wrongdoing in the words that the other party is choosing to use i'm not laying the curse down what i'm suggesting is hey you're treading on thin ice. You may be going into a situation where you may be reaping something that you're about to sow and you may want to check yourself before you do it. 
because once you do it, I'm right here to shine light sunshine on it. I'm here to water it. I'm here to put extra fertilizer on it so that as the public can see the beanstalk of darkness that you're trying to plant, I'm trying to show and shed light on a specific situation using this word curses. You will find, and I I actually encourage all of you, again, I'm thinking that most of you have seen my posts as of late. Look at the words carefully. Feel them as Jody and the Queens are describing. I do not do anything without a lot of meticulousness attached to it. I'm very artful with the way I do things, but I do them for good reason. Yeah, it may be ripping a Band-Aid off at the moment, but you know what? Allow that wound to heal. I'm not going to do anything that really, really compromises your state of being. I'm just here to shake you a little bit. Some people I'm here to shake a lot of bit. Fine. I take full credit. I take full accountability for that because I'm trying to do and show something that's a little bit different. Now, with the choice of the words that these individuals are using, watch how they go sideways. Watch how they start to react to a situation. Instead of humbling themselves and saying, hey, you know what? You know what? You may be right. I may have made a mistake. And in admitting the possibility of making a mistake, therein lies the potential for incredible growth. If you if you see, if you're a party of anything that I've been attached to here lately, um, I actually had to uh, own a mistake that I made just the other day when a former loved one ha- has suggested that she wants her her um, her birth certificate back. She wants it returned. I posted, as far as I know, you she only sent a photocopy of the birth certificate for us to hold for her. After we checked the records, it turned out I was wrong. So then I immediately went back to that platform and said, look, everybody, I was wrong. We do have this particular individual's birth certificate. And if she's demanding it back, I am more than happy to oblige her. But I admitted I owned a mistake. These are signs of people that show the possibility of healing. Instead of arguing, listen, I didn't have to go back online and correct myself. But what did I do there when I went publicly and I did correct that mistake? What have I done? Have I not just cleared a karmic debt? Have I not just sort of set the record straight? Have I not just ascended a little bit by saying, hey, I'm a little bit stronger because I can stand in my confidence if I make a mistake and I will learn from it. And I hope by doing so, I show and teach others, we show others, teach others how there is a little bit of vulnerability when we are in a position where mm, I have to be humble here for a moment. Yes, I made a mistake. Please forgive me. But you know what? Don't fear that vulnerability because right around the corner is an incredible step in growth. That's the system. That's the process. That's the progress that we're all looking for. So stay tuned because what, what this gentleman, gentlemen's and others have actually prompted me to do, believe this or not, through the course of yesterday and today's actions. And again, I don't need to name the gentleman that I'm talking about online. All you got to do is go on my Facebook profile and you'll see it. What this gentleman has actually kind of prompted me to realize is that I have been missing an opportunity. This gentleman has his own kind of a TV show where he brings in special guests 
on, on special events and they talk about things for, you know, an hour or two or three. I look at that as, okay, he's on the right track. I've been on the right track, but I'm kind of failing everybody. This is what I want to do. I'm going to go live every day for an hour. I'm thinking for now, for, for when this starts, I'm going to go online on a Zoom. I'm just going to open it up at about 4.30, my time. Doesn't matter what I'm doing. If I'm sitting on the computer drafting documents to help people, if I'm outside borrowing my neighbor's lawnmower to do things, if I'm sitting in the sunshine doing meditating, I don't care. I'm going to flip the computer open. I'm going to hit Zoom, record, start. Whoever wants to jump on for that one hour to pepper me with whatever, I don't care what it is. It's going to be an open forum. Talk about whatever. If you want to talk about your case, if you want to talk about equity, if you want to talk about the Dive 5 strategic think tank, if you want to talk about Kindergarten, if you want to tell me what your dreams are, go ahead. I'm going to be able to factor you in to whatever it is I'm doing. That's an hour every day. Because I look at this going, you know what? I spend the bulk of my day sitting here playing on the computer, doing what I do, mentoring, showing people everything I've come to understand and appreciate. Why wouldn't I kind of do what this other gentleman is doing once a week or once a month? Why don't I do it every day? And I'm thinking, how could I not be doing this? What, a, what an opportunity I will be you know, sharing with others. I have a lot to share. I can talk for days. I can talk for days while I'm building a house. That's what my point here is. Literally, I can build a house by myself. I have a lot of construction skills. I can literally have cameras pointing at me. The queens can be following me around, moderating the conversations, adding things, removing things, pushing paperwork around, all the processes that we're talking about. I'm thinking, I apologize because I've been doing you all a disservice because I should be actually stepping up even more than I already do. I should be giving more than I already give. Why wouldn't I? I'm wasting opportunity. So watch how mindful I am with my words and the sentences I put together and the efforts that I put forth. I'm here at your disposal starting tomorrow, 4.30 our time. Be there. And so it is. (laughs) (laughs) That's the power of words. Kim, did you have something? I did. I wanted to touch on something Darren talked about when, you know, you you corrected the record pretty much by saying, Hey, you know, it's, I, I came into information that changed. Now let's say you don't correct the record. It is what you know. And that is basically leading us into the next one. It is silent magic in your karmic karmic debt. And now you're collecting interest because you know, and you're keeping that spell alive in your mind. So think about it. So by changing, correcting, transmuting that, hey, I made a mistake, or whatever the situation may be, you're no longer going to be collecting karmic debt interest on that. Yeah. Karmic interest. Good job, Chancellor. Oh, girl. (laughs) That was a good one. I don't have that in my notes, but this is a beautiful thing about having a live landing page. I'm going to put that in there. Because my goodness, that was absolutely fantastic. And thank you so much for for sharing that and shedding light on that. Because this is part of feeling the vibration. As soon as I felt that, I was like, oh. Because welcome to Silent Magic. This might be a new one. I think you know where we're going with it. And the Silent Magic actually is twofold. And it was interesting because Darren picked up on a different energy of Silent Magic than I picked up on. 
And so I'm going to talk about what I picked up on, and he's going to talk about the, the, the gray part of it. But the silent magic that was coming through for me were the people that guilty party in the past right here of conspiring every conceivable comeback to a certain conversation if I ever had it with that person. That's silent magic. Where you fester all, oh yeah, well I'd say, well then if they said this, I'd say that, and then I would say this and this and this and this. How many people is that resonating with right now? The thing is, it all stays in here, but we are shooting cords, which are actually called psychic attacks. Another word I want you to feel the vibration of. Kind of sounds yucky, doesn't it? Because there's a love or ascension, or sorry, there's, you know, when we send, you can't send a dagger. It's you send love out or you send ill will out. And when you are sending those psychic attacks to people, it hits their aura and you can feed off of them or it sits in them. And then you're spraying all over the, the universe as well. So you might think that just because you're not saying these words to these people that, oh, I'm not hurting them. You're actually hurting them more by not saying it. And the more you replay these conversations with them, the more you send them ill will, the more you send them bad luck, hexes, spells, that energy loved ones gets very heavy. If you're not speaking it, you're storing it. This includes secrets. Secrets are also silent magic. They're secrets that you've chosen to keep to yourself or secrets that other people have asked you to keep to yourself. Either way, silent magic spell. And this is why we talk about this so that we can shed light on this so that you can see the anchors that are holding you down. You can see these energetic ties that you have to people, to, to experiences that you had when you were little, that you haven't gone back and corrected the record with the smaller. I mean, you ask my queens. We've been doing little you exercises and I call them opportunities where they go back and they have to work with their little yous every week. And they've been working with them for over six months. And we still are having tons come up. That's how much hurt and trauma and silent magic has been cast on the little versions of ourselves that we never went back and took the spell off of. And then that's the operating system that's managing us. This little five or nine-year-old who's in the background because she was told something or he was told something that we believed. And that, and that belief came from trust. It had such a profound impact on us because we trusted that person or that individual. And for whatever it was, whatever that, that, experience was it had a profound impact because of trust and when we get hurt enough what happens to the trust 
it starts to erode. And after enough erosion, there is nothing left to protect us from these attacks now. We are left so wide open and so vulnerable, we literally want to go crawl into the bottom of the closet, cover ourselves with blankets and pillows, and close the door and turn off the lights. We literally want to hide. And we're asking for us individually, queens, loved ones, and the like, to find the strength to stand up, kick the pillows and the blankets aside, turn on the light, find the door, step out of the closet. There's a whole world out there waiting for us that's actually passing us by because we are still holding ourselves in a spiritual prison that somebody else has taught us how to do it to ourselves. How ironic is that? That's why they can literally stand back in the background and go, oh, plausible deniability. You can't hold me accountable because you are doing it to yourself. You volunteered. You volunteered. That is the part of the curse that is, A, we can fix it. We can reverse it or we can release it. And again, this is where in, my, in one of my posts uh, from earlier today or yesterday, this is where I was saying there will come a day when you come back to us to release you from the curse. This gentleman thinks that we put the curse on them wrong. What actually happened is that this gentleman has actually placed the curse on himself. But he can literally come to me in the future and say, hey, you know what? I think I messed up a little bit. Can you please forgive me? Of course, my brother, I love you. Curse removed. But he needs to hear it from us. And that's where our compassion, by using words, can release somebody from jail or a curse. Again, I've actually alluded to the, to the birth certificate in the past as being it's a curse or it's a blessing, depending on how you use it. Same with our words. They're blessings or curses, depending on what we do with them day to day to day to day. Now, when you find yourself building your spiritual bank account, do you think that bank account has a maximum balance? Do you think that it has a, oh, you've exceeded your credit input denied. No more ascension for you. Yeah, like no, no more no, <laughs> no more space in your spiritual bank account. Do you Does that even sound proper? No. How does that resonate? I'm thinking that that spiritual bank account has an unlimited potential. So let's start investing. Again, one of my posts here the other day, I said, invest in the crown. And I know it was our other brother on here that says, invest in yourself. Bingo, my friend, you were the first one to hit it. Two crowns, invest in one so that you can reap the rewards of the other one. And so for all the intelligent people out there, a humble brother on this panel was the first one to nail it. That's how I know that this individual is paying attention. I can talk in riddles, and he heard right through it. So you know what? Accuse me of talking in riddles all you like. I don't care because I know those that have the ears to, to see it and the eyes to hear it will. I know I said that backwards, but I did that on purpose. <laughs> you and your riddles. So, so again, there's, there's meaning. There, there's, there's a lot of energy that I put into everything I do. And it's not because I have nothing better to do. What I'm doing is capitalizing on an opportunity. And again, a lot of the times here, especially what I've been doing for the last year, I'm actually trying to create teaching material so that these videos can be watched by others in the future and actually learn from our experiences so that they can make better informed decisions and better their life's trajectory right away. Without feeling like, oh my God, I just started 10 minutes ago and I feel like I'm so behind. Again, wrong. You can, create, you can correct so much karmic imbalance by simply 
allowing yourself to be vulnerable for a minute, taking some punches. Yeah, that's all going to be part of ripping the Band-Aid off. Beating yourself up, though, was the was was part of the process to picking yourself back up. And if we can maybe just use the analogy, you know, of the butterfly, I think it's just a little bit of a better transition for us to visualize because, you know, when you think of that, that butterfly, when it's in its cocoon, it's all cozy. It's nice and warm. It doesn't know any different. It just wants to stay in there. And then all of a sudden it just starts getting too big and it starts getting uncomfortable. And it imagine that moment for that animal when it's about, it's outgrowing its current space. Imagine the pressure that built up in that until pop, a little splinter came. And then all of a sudden, and, and imagine the fear of this animal going, oh my God, what's happening to me? I was in a nice warm, like dark bat hole. And now all of a sudden there's light and oh my goodness, I have this big wing. What's going on? I mean, when you look at even this, that transformation on a spiritual level, that's how it should feel. You should feel uncomfortable. This is why we have a 90% dropout rate. We make people uncomfortable because of what we make people deal with and feel and to change their vocabulary, to change all aspects. So they're emitting a different frequency. And, you know, when we talk about jail by words here, you know, if we're going around putting spells on one another, like a bunch of magicians, we have the ability to choose if we're putting good spells out or bad spells. And and keep in mind the jail cells that we are creating and walking into for ourselves and slamming the door behind. Mm, I'm this, I'm that, I can't do that. I struggle with this. This always happens to me. Kim? Okay, perfect. Uh, That's perfect into what they said. They said silent magic is very potent because it's usually where we are most honest with ourselves. Like we said, we don't always say the truth to others because we don't want to hurt them. And others, that means others do the same. But it is so potent. Our silent magic, and like Jody just said, I am and I am this. These are programs, like loans that you keep doing in your karmic cycle inside of your silent magic box. So it's very, very important. Absolutely. And I love how, you know, they said that the degree of our sentence that we made with the words is relative to the degree in which we bonded ourselves to the experience. So when we look at something that was traumatic, that was very difficult on us, those are when the biggest imprints happened. And the bigger, the more impactful, the more emotional, the more traumatic the experience, the bigger the sentence, the bigger the belief system. And this created a jail because most of our belief systems, our ideas, our conditioning, they're outdated. They were created when we were in survival mode. That's a big one warped we were young think of a a five-year-old trying to understand something that's going on around them everything is your fault you'll personalize 
And this is why, loved ones, it's so important that we take a, a constant inventory. This is not, again, something you do for four hours a day. It has to be constant so that you can see the agreements that you've made with yourself and others based on conversations that you're having, that you've outgrown, survived, or healed from. You might have almost healed from something, but you have the program running and it just creates no effects. You're like, yeah, but I've gone back and healed this part of me. I've gone back, I've gone back, I've gone back, I've gone back. There's a contract still in play. There's an agreement still playing out. And then once you've identified the dysfunctional and healthy contract, then you can free yourself. Then you can establish new ones. But you see, you can't go and attach new cords if you have all these healthy cords or unhealthy cords that are going out. They negate, they cancel out each other. Clean your house. Go back and look at what belief systems you have. And you know this based on how you feel. Who's triggering you? What's triggering you, more importantly? What's the emotion that keeps coming up? That's where the healing is. And when you experience that in the moment, don't be afraid to share it with others because you know what? That's a moment of bliss, really. Reach out to your best friend. Reach out to someone you care about. Reach out to an enemy and tell them that you love them. <laughs> Watch what happens. Again, more experiments that, that we're seeing the fruits of online as we speak. Again, the, the power that we have, we're wasting time and opportunities by not taking advantage of time, not maximizing the present moment. There's so that's why, you know, at the end of our lives, a lot of us feel like, you know, uh, regret. Well, if you've maximized a lot of your opportunities, I'm going to think you're going to feel fulfilled. You're going to lay back and think, wow, I did the best I could with what I had for the most part. And I feel pretty good about it versus the type of individual that's laying there thinking, ah, oh, I missed the boat. I was a cranky ass prick my whole life. I didn't do anything for anybody else. I was very selfish. And now that that moment is coming, I, I, I wish I had a second chance. Very important. Start giving yourself that second chance right now. Start doing something about it. You know what? And to do something about it, I would like to actually just allow Jazz to fire his question at us right now before we continue, because apologies, brother, didn't mean to leave you hanging that long. So go ahead if you're floating around in the background there. Recording in progress. Um, I actually haven't got a question. I'm, I'm, I'm really into listening to you guys. I was just going to mention um, it's interesting. Chinese medicine calls food energetics. And the way that you think about your food, like you were explaining before, um, you, can, you can make those energetics positive. So maybe you only had a hamburger that you could eat at the moment, but depending what energy you put behind that hamburger and ask it to ask yourself to pull out all the good out of that hamburger, all the good energetics. Yeah, it's all sort of falling into place of how they sort of see all of that, you know? Um, energy, energy, energy. Yeah. No, I'm loving it, guys. I haven't got too much to ask. Oh, <laughs> Thank awesome. you. Thanks, brother. We were actually going to take some questions here at this point. So I have a little section here. So if something comes up, let us know. But we'll we'll take a moment here just to ask loved ones here if you have any questions, how this energy is resonating with you, what you are learning from it to date. Uh, is there anyone that would like to talk about that, please? Okay, I will. Um, 
I think it's very similar to what I put on your post too, Darren, that a lot of people don't um, see and realise when we, we come into wanting something, we come into it with, I think, what we've been conditioned and grown up with all our lives with that, you know, energy and feeling and thinking. And then, you know, to come into like what, what we've experienced just here today, I've experienced with you guys for the last six months in a huge way. So it's made um, a, a huge impact on how I think, what I do, how I feel, how I look out of my eyes at the, at the world, how I look out at what um, people are doing. And um, it's just created a completely different energy of even how I react to things now, you know, in understanding it better. And, you know, and it just keeps getting better. The more I listen and the more I hear and the more I understand and the more you do things like this that um, create that understanding is, um, is mind-blowing because we have been fed since we were babies of 3D negativity. And, you know, and that's what I get now with what's happening in the world now. They've actually created that for so long to keep us dumbed down and to keep us, you know, where they want while they progressively were creating the very thing just to take over take over us and turn us basically, I guess, into like AI robots or whatever they want to use us for. So, you know, and, and we just sat back and didn't even realise it because we were just looking out in what we were conditioned and, and the stuff they were putting into our bodies through food, through air, through water and telling us it was all healthy for us. So once you open up your eyes to the reality of not just what's going on in the world but how you, how you attract yourself to it, instead of getting caught up, you know, like we've all going through a phase of where we got caught up in groups and, you know, and, oh, my God, this is happening. Did you see this guy? And, you know, and look at this one here and, and look what the government's doing. And, like, you get to a point where that doesn't matter anymore because we know what they're doing, you know. It doesn't even matter what they are doing anymore. We know it's bad. And therefore, the energy level um, for me now moves over towards, well, okay, how can I impact this? How can I change it? Um, you know, what, what difference can I make? Um, and, and how do I change myself as a person to bring myself up higher? Because I played in that world for a long time. I've done a lot of work on myself to, I guess I thought, to get myself out of it. But, you know, it always keeps dragging you down into that negativity shit pit, I guess, as you call it. And um, the, the learnings of thinking about your words, watching your words, even when you, you let those words come out without thinking sometimes, you know, either someone's going to remind you or you remind yourself, you know, <laughs> that, hang on a sec, you know, stop sort of thinking that way and it starts to raise the vibration once you, when you're even doing it to yourself, like I've got... Uh, yellow tags around here I've just written stuff you know sort of in my book there's so much you know the healings that we do with the meditation and all that you know and I know Chris's you know I've been watching Chris's journey as well too and we were talking about it the other day the difference those things make to yourself as a person to raise your level so that those little devils down there in the shit pit don't affect you as much as what they used to and as they're trying to grab you to pull you down to the same level of negativity um, the hands are slipping on your feet because you're actually rising higher. That's just my analogy of how it sort of looks. Yep. So um, so I love it. I love all the learnings. I love seeing the growth in people. 
I love seeing people, the right people get attracted to this side when, you know, there's others that are not quite getting it, which we discussed this morning, that, you know, they're, they're there for another reason and, and they just want to get there in a rush and, you know, sort of make it happen that they forget everything else that's around. I think if everybody got on this level here of understanding the concept of everything you teach and and I have to say it's fucking powerful, then the raising of what's going on in the world right now would increase like so in such a big magnitude and a lot quicker but I guess we just have to do the process as the way it goes and deal with all the stuff that comes in like you know what's being thrown at you which I take my hat off to you for the way you guys are handling it it's just magical magical hey I know it was quite ironic I was typing and I was like wow I can't believe the irony of you know, the timing of what's coming in and what's going out, you know. So thank you, Serena. That was that was wonderful to share. Anybody else? How about you, Clint? You're kind of new to the group. How is this all resonating with you? All right, I'll share. So I have a fear. It is about expressing myself to a group. That's what's coming up right now. I have, I'm, it seems like a great ability to share when it's one-on-one, -on -one, but as soon as it becomes two or more, then something in me clams up. Doesn't want to share because I'll be not approved of. Yeah, you know, and I, I completely feel you there, brother. I actually, this is how I overcame that one. Mine and Dean's mother passed away about 10 years ago. I didn't, I wasn't fond of public speaking or I was in a very similar situation to what you just described. I'm in the funeral parlor building. Two, 300 people are walking into the chapel. I sit down in the corner of the room. There's a little night table there with a picture of our mom. And, you know, it's got all the little stuff written inside it and whatnot. And I open this thing up to see who wrote what about our mom. And over here, I say, oh, yeah, I see, and eulogies performed by Dean and Darren Clifford. <laughs> I wasn't prepared. I didn't know I was giving a eulogy. And I know I'm on stage in about five minutes in front of 300 people. <laughs> so this is where I'm sitting there going, well, okay, I got two choices, really. I, I act like a turtle or I, I go running for the closet. And I look for the blankets and the pillows, or I just reach deep and do something I've never done before. And you know what? Because I wasn't prepared, I found myself over-prepared. I was able to walk into that eulogy, let it rip right from the heart like I had never done before in my life. I, I had people crying within the first three minutes, and for the next 25, it was something they had never experienced before. As a matter of fact, when the funeral was done and over, I had almost all those attendees come up to me afterwards personally and thank me for what they had just been a part of. And I was kind of in shock that it all happened, A, because I didn't think I actually had the balls to do it. Now, again, keep in mind, I'm a bit of a bigger guy. I used to take on bullies my whole life, ask Dean or ask any of my former friends going up. That's who I was. Physically, I wasn't afraid of anybody. Spiritually, I think I might have been. I had a fear and I didn't know it until I was faced with it. And I have minutes to make a decision. That 
Clint, my brother, my best friend here. That was something that was a hard lesson for me. But you know what? Oh, did I ever learn a lot from it? It changed who I was. It gave me the power to now go and do what I'm doing today. So as long as we're making little steps, as long as we're expressing a little bit of intent, as long as we take a little bite out of that fear, whenever you get the opportunity, you're emboldening, you're empowering yourself to do something incredible. And you know what I call that? I actually call that a miracle, believe it or not. I do. Whenever we can start overcoming some of our greatest fears. And some of our greatest fears are going back and talking to those versions of ourselves where you lost your voice, where you were wrong, where you were shamed. Something happened to you because even when you spoke, your voice cracked. Yeah. So, and they showed me right away. This is a little boy thing. Oh yeah, absolutely. This goes back. This is why we do so much training as far as this has nothing to do with public speaking. This has to do with your little boy and you going, ah, dad, no, 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 no. Remember we lost our voice. Remember we were wrong that time. And oh my goodness, we got so embarrassed. This is now where you sit with the, okay, what energy are we bringing up right now? And what's it remind you of? And we're going to go, we're going to take you. This is one of the spell breakers challenges that we give you. Notice where they take you. What version of yourself do you see? How old are you? What situation are you in? What happened? And what agreement did you make with yourself in that moment that is still ruling you to this day? And again, and you where just... do I feel it in my body? Yeah. What were you going to say, Darren? Well, I was just going to say, usually, unfortunately, that came from a place of fear or survivor, right? That's usually what triggered that whole event to take place. And wow, has it ever haunted us ever since. And now actually, our little you inside of us is actually kind of kicking. It's kind of poking at us saying, you know what? Dad, mom, next time you have an opportunity to fix that, to cure that, I really hope you do. And if we don't, there's a, uh, there's a bit of a, a letdown feeling because again, we missed a chance. You know what, Clint, by the time you're done, my friend, you're going to be on a podium in front of a stadium. How does that make you feel? Talking about this. See, yeah, there you go. First time I went to a meeting, Jody, go on me. (laughs) (laughs) I do that by the way. (laughs) Oh, that's cool. I appreciate it. Absolutely. But again, this is the whole point. You know, if we set intentions for the best and highest good and the highest timeline of anyone who shows up here today, you know, for any that are watching, it's going again, it makes you uncomfortable, but look at the fruits you got. Just in those few little moments by being brave just for a few seconds. Now imagine if you're brave for a few minutes, how the fruits will reward and compound. Right? right? So beautiful, good stuff. Okay, so we're gonna move on here just because we have a little bit more that we do wanna share. I'm going to share my screen here again. Kim actually is going to talk a little bit about this because this was just a fantastic um, actual clip that she found. Oops, sorry. I want to share that. And it was in regards to a word experiment. So, um, Kim, did you want to just talk a little bit about what you found um, in this line of information, please? Yes. Um, so I, 
this is a pretty popular experiment uh, done in Japan. And the video here talks about how children practice speaking words to uh, tap water. Um, and they did it tap water and pure water. They wanted to really show the purity and the vibration. And if you scroll down a little bit, a little bit more, you'll see that the vibration of the word actually changes and reshapes the structure of water vibrationally. And then there's also many experiments that they've done on plants. Um, and actually what, like, what surprised me the most was that ignoring basically killed the plant even faster than speaking negatively to it. And that actually made me think, I, I have a huge green thumb and there was this one plant that I just, I didn't like, and I can keep anything alive. And it wasn't until I watched this that I realized what I had done to the plant because I didn't like it. Out of hundreds of them, this one passed away because I ignored it. And I was like, <gasps> and after watching the video, I immediately went and I said, I hope it's not too late. And I apologize for what I've done to you. I did. I did. Um, I, I took okay, it very Document serious. that, honey. Document that. We want to see what happens when you start to give it attention versus when you neglected it. Mm -hmm. And then, like you said about, you know, alchemizing the energy in your food, you can also do it in your water. And here's physical proof for us, that the energy, how it changes the molecules of the water. Okay. Can I say something to Clint? In this experiment, Dr. Yeah, go ahead, yes. In a minute, in a minute. Go for it. I'll watch this first and I'll say something, Clint. And I was going to turn up the volume here. Dr. Emoto's researchers used a glass of Tokyo tap water, which seems to be unable to form crystals, and performed a test. Participants placed the glass in the center of their circle and sent gratitude to the water. Studying the water under the microscope, they started to see a crystal formation. Increased magnification showed the symmetry of the crystal, revealing how the tap water was transformed by the gratitude sent by the group. The crystal continued to grow, expressing the energies received. The tap water from Tokyo finally produced a beautiful crystal. It was interesting to see children so completely astonished after they witnessed the difference in Tokyo tap water before and after they sent the prayer. Their mothers were kind of skeptical before this experiment. But afterwards, they said, we really have to believe it. So the part I loved the most about that was how the children were just fascinated by it. And can you imagine if we did more of these kinds of experiments? You know, I, I remember the most, when I first started learning about this, I learned about these monks and they had these fruit trees and they had one tree that all of the monks would go around every morning and they would say a prayer to it, all joining hands, 
just for a few minutes. That tree was enormous compared to the other trees that were planted at the same time. I mean, amongst love, my goodness, can only imagine. <laughs> but now imagine if we just start emitting energy. It's not like you have to sit there and you have to meditate for hours. No, even just the intention of setting, you know, to, of clearing energy or of charging it or of sending someone good vibes or healing. You can even send energy to people who are not able to ask for it. And I mentioned this earlier. All I do is I connect with that person's soul and I ask permission to be able to give them healing light and the soul will either say yes or no. And whatever the soul says, you must honor it because some souls do not want light because they're trying to go home. So we have to honor wherever a soul is. So I thought that was just such a great little two minute video that just speaks volumes. Well, I, I love the fact that, okay, we may not be full of Tokyo water, but aren't we about 80% full of water anyway? So break this down. Do you need a circle of friends to be around you holding hands for you to feel the benefits of intentions? Or are you just as connected to you? Are you capable of doing this for ourselves? I'm thinking we are. You have, have to be. Science just proved it right there. Thank you. Yeah, it's as simple as you saying these words to yourself. Love, gratitude, respect, honest. Don't say the words below. Well, you can say I love you. But you don't want to be saying things that are of a negative nature to yourself. They break down the cellular and ability of your cells. It's unbelievable. Here's another video. This is the one that Kim was talking about. So just give me a moment and I'm going to get this up and running. This is a great one. If you want to empower yourself and use the laws of intention to manifest your material reality, watch this film. I hate you. <laughs> I love you. The intention experiment is an extraordinary advance in our understanding of consciousness as a field of all possibilities where intention orchestrates its own fulfillment. I love you. I hate you. It implies that reality is not fixed but fluid or mutable and hence possibly open to influence. I love you. Thought I hate generates you. its own palpable energy which you can use to improve your life and when harnessed together with you. an interconnected group to change the world. I hate you. I love you. I hate you. A human being is part of the whole, called by us universe. I love you. A part limited in time and space. I hate you. I love you. Miracles do not happen in contradiction to nature, but only in contradiction you. to that which is known in nature. I love you. Focus your attention to your heart as though you are sending light to it. I hate you. Observe the light spreading from your heart to the rest of your body. Send a loving thought to the flowers, such as, I love you, or I hate you. I love you. I hate you.
You need to unmute. Yeah, you're muted. (laughs) I just, I mean, I loved that video. And again, like Kim said, it was amazing to see that the plant that had no energy, nothing was worse off than at least something that got some energy. Kim. Oh, sorry. Download complete. <laughs> yeah, it was very complete. Yes. And that is why when somebody asks, how can you love someone who's hurt you? You know how we say like in an abusive relationship or your parents that were mean and you're always, that is energy. You're yeah. It was just very clear where you have no energy. That is, that's pretty much the, the lowest it can be. But even if it's negative, people can still, that is very important. That was, that was big. Sorry. Thank you. Jazz, you want to go ahead and fire that one off at Clint you're mentioning? Yes, please. It was Chris, I believe. Was it Chris or Clint? Oh, for Chris. Oh, yeah. sorry. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. yeah, Clint, I've, um, I've been sort of the opposite of you all my life. Uh, I knew, I knew something was wrong when I was five years old, when I was, went to my first day of school and was caned for speaking in the classroom. And from that day on, I knew something was terribly wrong. And I've always been vocal. Um, I've stood in front of hundreds of people that have been through university, finished their their time in their experience of their life of, of what they were learning. And I had to I had to tell these hundred people and explain to them how geoengineering worked. Uh, the group was really split up. So I walked out in front of this crowd of a hundred people. Um, I left high school in first year, like first term of uh, first year high school and I did actually I did feel a bit of anxiety in, in regards to standing in front of 100 people that knew way more than me in textbooks, reading and all the rest of it but actually gave out a seminar that convinced, well didn't convince them it showed them the true science to what geoengineering was really about so once you see that you have a, a science and you can read what the scientists are saying you have the knowledge within you to show others that it's true. And I also spoke on the radio for about 13 years in regards to geoengineering and a lot of other things. And in that aspect, I was talking to tens of thousands of people at once. But I, was, I, I knew within my heart that what I was saying was true because I studied it on, on my own terms. So I knew I was speaking the truth, and that's all I, that's all I had to keep in my mind was oh, I'm telling you the truth. And these hundred people, after I showed them what happened, they freaked out. You know, um, I think earlier in the presentation there was one one video I showed these people at the end was from David Keith, who was a he was a geoengineering front runner in the uh, United States, and um, it really it really stuck to them. Um, and they were talking about how many how many thousands would die from what they were doing and spraying in the skies. And that, and that, I said to him at the end of this, uh, I said, who, who, do we draw straws on who are the people who are going to die from what they're doing in our skies? And that just gobsmacked them. That just finally flipped the half that didn't believe it to believing what this guy was saying. So I've never had any trouble in speaking the truth. And once you, once you find something that is the truth, don't feel bad about saying it to two or three people because you know within yourself you're telling the truth. So that's that's what I think to keep in mind is that what you're trying to divulge to people 
whether it's three people, 10 people, 100 people. What you're telling them, you know from within your heart that it's the truth. And that's the easiest way. And, and this group here, uh, like Serena has stated before, has really calmed me down. So I'm able now to speak to people without getting angry, without getting, you know, uh, an abundance of, oh, they're not going to listen. I don't really care anymore mm-hmm. because I know what I'm speaking is the truth. And that's all you have to keep in mind is the truth. I think that's beautiful, Chris. Absolutely. And, you know, again, I love how you touched on the, the parks. I just wanted to wrap it around because, again, it's not about people agreeing with you. That's what we are learning big time. And it's not even necessarily about speaking the truth because you can tell people the truth and they'll say the opposite. If they are not at a place where they can hear it, it is just completely irrelevant. And that's why I love where if it's your truth, stand in that. That's the place where you have to come from. Because if you were trying to speak to people to get them to agree to you, oh, wow. You're in for a big energetic beating. Whereas if you just hold the space, no one can argue with you when you stand in your truth. Mm. There's, there's just, the energy can't land anywhere. It's your truth. So it doesn't matter if they don't agree, then that's fine. And the, and the real test of character here, loved ones, is when someone is in disagreement, when someone is opposing, when someone is acting in an offensive manner, how do you conduct yourself now? that's where a lot of the trainings and the teachings that we're trying to share from our experiences to you loved ones. um, It's vital because in that moment of adversity, you're still going to be able to rise to the occasion because like Jody has just suggested and you or Chris are alluding to once you know that power of truth, nothing will really waver you. Nothing will really bounce you off. You know, at the very worst. Okay. Thank you, brother or sister. We can agree to disagree. However, Allow me to proceed with what I've come to know or understand or understand and, and, and continue. Don't let the, the negativity throw you off your game. Actually go into the game expecting, oh, I might run into a little bit of negativity, but I will be prepared and I will be st- I'll be sound. I'll be resolute. I will be strong and I won't waver. And you'll find you will gain an incredible amount of respect for people even though you may hurt some feelings here and there, but the fact that you were kind enough to hurt their feelings in a lo- but do it in a loving manner is all I'm trying to say. Don't again, you can use the words in a positive tone of voice. You don't have to yell. You don't have calm to calm and assertive. That's my favorite. There you go. It's, it's, it's the way we present and the way we receive be mindful of both of those elements. And you'd be shocked at the progress your plant is going to make. Mm-hmm. I found I found the radio to be the best because there wasn't anyone to slag me off other than the, the host. Yeah. And a couple of people used to ring in after and say, what a nut job he is. But for 13 years, I just kept repeating myself over and over again. And the amount of people I found on the street once they realised, I was that guy on the radio. That's what they used to say to me. You're the guy on the radio. Oh, wow. I said, yeah, I am. And they would say to me, we believe you. We believe what you're saying. And that that just gives me a more encouragement to keep speaking it yeah. over and over. And that's all I did. And that's all I do now. Fantastic. Yeah, Absolutely. Awesome. And I'm I, again, I'm just, I'm going to tell you, Chris, if you're going to come down this path, 
I'm going to encourage you to build and polish your tools so that if you're sitting there speaking your truth, you have proof of this truth that even if people are like, Chris, you're crazy. I don't believe you. And you end up getting this following behind you of people that just still do not believe you, even though you know you're speaking the truth. Getting to a vibrational frequency where it just doesn't matter. That is the key where they're arrows trying to hit an airplane and you're the airplane. Don't lower your vibration. Don't lower your energetic bar or your your bank account, your energy bank account, because that's when the arrows will hit you. That's when you'll get affected. That's when they'll hurt you. And then guess what happens when you get hit? You start to spiral. So stay high, stay in your vibe. <laughs> and here's a couple more tools that are going to help clear past uh, spells and agreements that we've been talking about. Now, again, we're talking about getting in contact and getting and connecting to the feelings and vibrations of things that come out in you, especially the ones that cause an intense physical reaction and emotionally trigger us. That's where all the gold nuggets and ascension treats are. Anything you don't want to deal with, that's what has to be done to go up because that's the weight of what's keeping you down. And monitoring our emotional and physical reactions. We talked about this to, to constantly see when something comes up, what that's reminding us of. And is that a belief system that is currently serving us? Okay, so here's three things that you can start to do right now that is going to help you to create new and healthy spells of being. So number one, you have to, first of all, identify the spell. That's first and foremost. So the first thing you do is connect. I always talk about this. You need to connect, set intentions to open your crown, connect to a, your higher self, source, father, Buddha. I don't care who you want to call it, but set intentions to connect to all that is or a source of knowledge that is connected to the light so that you can bring in the information and the clarity that you need. Okay, so we said a prayer. Then once you connect, then you connect with yourself. I always say, try to go to heart center. Great place to be. Focus on your breathing. Okay, you can't come home from work. Shut your eyes and go, okay, Jody said, I just have to do this. Shut my eyes and I was going to figure out what my, my spells are. No, okay. We actually need to raise your vibration by bringing your emotions down calming you, grounding you. Okay. Again, this is going to be another thing that you can do as well, Clint, when you ground yourself and then you, you connect, you ground yourself and you shield, you immediately put on energetic armor. Okay. So always make sure you have your armor on. And then you want to ask yourself what people, feelings, and energy are you feeding with your words that make you uncomfortable, upset, or always feeling empty. Notice what emotion is constantly coming up, not being wrong, not doing things correctly. Those are always big ones, not feeling worthy. 
Okay, then unveil its power. You do this by again, connecting to all that is and to yourself. And then ask what experiences in your life does this remind you of? I mentioned this. How old were you? What was said? How did this make you feel? How did your how did you interpret that experience? Taking into consideration your age and the conditions you were under at the time. This is a big one. When you connect to that younger version of yourself and you're realizing the cord or the agreement, the contract that you made with yourself that is dysfunctional right now, the program that's running in the background, you have to consider how old was I when this happened? If you're five, if you're nine, you're a teenager, you have to respond accordingly. Look at the, the conditions that you were under. What were you going through? How were you feeling? What was going on around you? And then what agreement do you remember making with yourself that you realize is currently running as a belief system in the background, mesmerizing you, trancing you to its spell? Ask yourself if this sentence or this program needs to be upgraded, adjusted, or even dissolved completely. Now, We've identified what the problem is. We realize that part in our life we need that that, that caused the dysfunction, that caused the program to be integrated into our system. Then we need to break the spell. And that goes back to clearing the record with that little version of ourselves. Now, I can't get into the whole little version because, again, like I told you, we, I've been doing this for six months with my queens by channeled information, taking us through the different phases of healing those little versions of ourselves, which are pissed off and hurt beyond belief. Let me tell you. I've actually been working on a mine for over a year. That just lets you know how much there is to heal. And that's not just with me. That's with everyone. And so to break the spell, we again have to connect to all that is, connect to ourselves, and now that littler version of ourselves. And this is when we need to go back and sit down with that version of ourselves and clear the record, set it straight, explain to that portion of ourselves, you were young, I can see why you felt this way. I'm sorry I left this with you. Allow me to help you see what I've learned since then and how this belief system or this experience or, or what the survivor mode that we've been in, this program that running, it doesn't, we have to upgrade it because that happened to us when we were seven or nine. And now I'm 30, 40, 50 years old and it's hurting us now. And I realize I left you with that. So I need to go back and explain that. That's breaking the spell. Going back and setting the record straight with higher vibrational spells. Higher vibrational spells break lower vibrational spells energetically, period. Done. That's all you need to know. If you're going to remember anything from this course, if you want to break a spell, a contract, an agreement, trumpet with higher vibrational words. And <clears throat> excuse me, and oddly enough, that's exactly what we're doing 
when I've described this entire process of perfecting our interests in a particular certificated security that was left abandoned years ago. Nobody showed any interest in it. That interest, as Jody has just suggested, is a little bit pissed off at us. We got to go back and fix that, which is fundamentally the entire foundation to what I'm trying to bring to the table here and show everybody. It's funny how this ideology applies to so many different things. Incredible stuff. And so in closing, we want to just give you a few more little tools um, that you can put in your toolbox. Um, this is, you know, we have actually a course. I've, I've taught a course. Um, oh, sorry, Kim, did you want to say something? Um, actually, I think Ravina wants to share her experience and we've oh, been please. waiting. Sorry, honey. Absolutely, Ravina. Please. Share. And then Jazz will get to you. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Kim. That's nice. Um, I just want to bring you back to the word experiment. And I did one uh, a year and a half ago with uh, my daughter. And it was the rice experiment. Uh, was being shown at the time when actually I cooked the rice and I put it in two different glass containers. In one, I wrote hate and the other one love. And I asked my daughter to actually every morning for a week to say those words, mean word to the hate one and uh, love words to the, word, the one that was labeled love. And you could see after day after day, the one that was receiving all these negative words start to become moldy and black. And the other one, nothing was happening. After a week, the same. And after a few weeks, literally become so black. And the other one, nothing. And someone could say like, well, we'll go bad after, over time. And that makes sense. But why nothing happened to the one that were love was expressed love? So this made me realize the importance of word. Like if that can do to the food, what we're saying, imagine what that could do to people, to plants as we saw, you know, and these are just spoken words. How about the thoughts you know, our mind is constantly listening to our thoughts and we feel them like it's our mind creates like an imprint or blueprint between mind and body to the point that we feel and we think that what we think it's actually reality because we feel as as reality. And and then that will express in our behavior. So. And then we'll experience in our reality, if we're going to speak and behave in certain way, based on that thought in our surroundings, in our people that surround us, our environment, and we literally create in our reality. So how about we change that thought? So And with the course that, or the learnings we've been doing those die five and intentions, we, I have learned even more. That was a lesson for my daughter, but it was a lesson for me the importance of thoughts and literally our reality, our dream reality, it's one thought away, literally one thought away. So yeah, that's, thank you. That's all I wanted to share with you all. Thank you. That's all. That was a lot. That was very impactful. Very nicely said. Absolutely. Thanks for being here. Yeah, fantastic. And to have actually that experiment that was done yeah. live with one of our loved ones. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Oh, that was fascinating. Yeah, Thank you. For sure. And Jazz, I think we have another question from you or a comment. 
I will, I will say something. Um, I should just say something. Um, I was going to say before we were talking about how, um, you know, how do you forgive someone? As children, it's amazing, the little kid, right? So between five and seven years old, I moved to Germany. My family moved to Germany, but actually I moved with my grandmother um, and my mother and father stayed in Macedonia. There was two years there that I was on my own with my grandmother. She worked night shift and I pretty much looked after myself. Um, and I would often go to kindergarten unannounced. No one's brought me, but I'm just there. You know, kids don't care. Um, and I was just thinking about how tough I really was when I was a young kid. Even if I had fights with all the, 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 the new kids that I met, we became best friends. That's what happens with kids, right? And I know it's something there, and I'm trying to go there to that little kid, but he was such a good little kid. I, I'm trying to get into the sort of parts where he was unhappy or, or the pact he made, you know, or the imprint he made to himself, you know. But because that's a place for me where I felt strong and this type of innocent energy that kids have, I guess, it got me through things. And I guess as we got older and older, that disappeared more so. You become more kind of a, an adult, I guess, or whatever. You're, you're, you're more relying on securities and things that <laughs> you've put into place for yourself, false securities and so forth. But as a kid, you don't think about any of that stuff. So it's really, really interesting that, that all of it is there when we were younger. I, I can see so much of how a lot of the, the, the baggage I'm carrying is from that time. And it's interesting to have to go look back into that and maybe pop out the negative and the positive things that you remember from there to try and try and uh, get that peace, you know. Um, but I just wanted to say it's interesting how young, young children don't, don't, you know, hold grudges. Um, and, and if we can't muck up in front of the people we care about or we want to care for us or whatever the case may be, then who can we muck up in front of? You know, I'm someone that's walked straight into a master's course, straight in. There's not many people I know that walk into a master's course. So I got invited. Um, I learned English on postcards. I still have troubles, right? But um, I can communicate with this confidence. It's there. And, and, and most of that confidence comes from, um, I wanted to say this to the group, is when you're not scared to make a mistake, okay, when you're not scared to make a mistake, hold your truth, your truth, what you know it to be, but that doesn't mean someone else isn't going to show you more truth, okay? So, so and if you do hold that truth, you, you will set it, see the other truth from the other person because it's truth, right? You're not holding on to anything. You want more out of it. And um, we just all need to get back to that, I guess, somehow, um, that no-fear state, but a genuine non-fear. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, well, that, a, that a young person has, I guess. Yeah, yeah. beautiful comments, my friend. Absolutely, and yeah. you know, you're you're right. The kids don't hold grudges, but it's mostly because they personalize everything at that age. <laughs> so this is where, and you know, my team told me this last year. This information came in that the majority of the healing that we have to do with ourselves, the majority of our belief systems 
that govern and program us silently in the background happened between the ages of five and nine. So you look at yourself between the ages of five and nine and see what was going on, what belief systems were in place, what survivor mode you were in. And, you know, it, it's, it's great to know the things that are working. There's no healing in the things that are working. I'm interested in talking to the little boy in jazz and how he felt when his parents abandoned him for two years how it felt when they walked away from him, while what he said to himself when he was alone, when he wanted a birthday party, when he needed that hug or that story. Those are the parts of your little you that I wanna to talk to. I don't, the ones that worked, great. I wanna relieve you of the parts of him that hold you down because he's scared. He's still that little boy that can't quite trust people, can't quite give all of himself. Can't feel, can't feel loved. So shows it in not an extreme, but in an abundance in another way to offset it so that people don't see this other version. Do you see what I mean? As far as this is about the little you that got hurt. That's, personalize something that made it his fault. These are the things that we're trying to encourage our loved ones to do. So thank you so much for, for sharing that jazz. It's fantastic and actually leads us very nicely into the things to do to be able to correct these belief systems if we recognize one. And to do that, first of all, you got to mind your words. Watch what you type, you feel, you say, you listen to. When I did Reiki, I always had to clean people's ears. What we subject ourselves, we actually walk into other people's prisons and listen to their sentences that they've given themselves and why they sit in this prison. And we go, oh, wow, that's nice. Yeah, it's a nice prison cell. Looks good. <laughs> Do you hear the irony and, and just absurdity of that? Okay. So again, tap into the energy. When you are under a, a spell's trance, what emotions are coming up? Okay, so Jazz, just to use you as an example, when we think about that littler version of you, this is not about bringing up the good emotions. Now I want you to go back to that version of yourself, to that actual, they're showing me the moment when they left. And that's when I want you to actually feel that. What emotions came up? How are you feeling, or, or sorry, how are you feeling your spells with things in your life that you don't want? So when you get triggered, Jazz, the next time I want you to do, or next time I want you to do is to, first of all, just stop what you're doing. Open your crown, ground, and get in heart center, setting intentions. I want to get clear on where this energy is coming from so that I may heal and release it when I have done so. Then half the time when I was first learning this, I had to actually identify what feelings I was having. I would just get angry, but it's not necessarily the anger. That's the trigger. Now it's what am I angry at? What 
is this reminding me of? It's the number one question you ask yourself and immediately you're going to get a memory. It's usually one you've forgotten or that you just didn't want to remember. And please do not offend the little you and you and go, I'm not going there. Or I've spent enough time on that. Or that's not a big deal. Get over it. Please do not insult that version of yourself or that little you is going to turn up the volume in the background. And it's going to get your attention. I assure you. Now, the second thing you're going to want to do is you're going to want to start say, setting daily intentions. Now, thank you, Ravina, for touching on this, because intentions are prayers, they're wishes, they're affirmations. They activate and get the universe working for you. And when you realize what you speak, think, and feel has an impact on your direct world, you're going to be very careful of the wishes and the hexes and the spells and the prayers that you put out. What are you asking for? Realize how you speak and then write down one intention every day using high vibrational words only and repeat them a minimum of three times morning and night. You start all of your intentions with, I am in the process of learning. So write that down. I am in the process of learning. And now you're going to want to say high vibrational words. I am in the process of learning how to sit with my emotions and know that I am capable and able of healing and feeling and transmuting this energy for my best and highest good. Did you feel that? There's no negative words. There's nothing that brought you down. If anything, as you were listening to that vibration, it kept bringing you up and up. And if you take a picture of this little thingy with squigglies on it, it will actually take you to our Telegram uh, chat. And this is where loved ones post intentions. Some of them post three. When I said this, some are overachievers and they do three morning and night and perfect. It's just a whole bunch of more prayers that are being sent out that are landing on the earth's energetic field, creating more magic. Thank you. I regularly visit there to monitor the intentions so that if your vibration is a little off or we can turn up the volume so we can start amplifying your request and your wish. That's where I work with you hands-on. When I first opened this chat, I was on there constantly. Now I scroll through. Very rarely do I have to stop. And I have my queens that are always on there posting, constantly putting out beautiful intentions and dreams and wishes for the world. They will help you as well. So you've got some extra support, even when we are not online. And then how you break a spell? Well, again, we have to alchemize it. And I've spoken about this before. If you want to change something in your life, you just need to change the vibration of it. You have to turn it up. Okay, that's the true definition of being an alchemist. Uh, Dolores Cannon, Earth is a school for mastering how to manipulate energy. Another way of saying that, that Earth is a school for mastering magic. 
who knew we were in Harry Potter? (laughs) Okay. So again, just trump the energy. If all of a sudden you say something like, oh, I hate it when that happens. Oh, remove that word. Okay. So you've just sent out a hex. It's going out. It's going to attach to something of that same vibration and bring it back. You just said you don't hate, you hate something. The universe is en route to bring you more of what you hate. So how do you do it? Trumpet. Start with, I am in the process. Okay, so if you said, I hate it when people treat me like that. I am in the process of learning how to hold my energy in a frequency where I always attract good and high vibrational people. Hmm. Okay. So you don't want to be saying I'm in the process of learning to attract high vibrational people. So they stop pissing me off. Okay. And it was cute. Some of the intentions, that's how they were. So people will stop irritating me or they'll wake up and see the light. Again, when you're like this at other people, I'm going to be like, nope. Keeping your own lane. Don't be sending out spells and, you know, even white magic for other people. Don't even worry about other people right now. Do you, you will affect more people by raising your, your vibration and doing it all on your own. I'm not saying to not speak about it, but only speak about it if people ask you. Try that. Because when you go around going, oh my goodness, you have to try this. All you're saying is, oh, you have to try this because I see you bleeding. You're wounded. You're broken. You need this. You're worse than me. Do you see how people would just go, go? Who are you? You actually push them further away. Whereas if you actually just stay in your own lane and increase your vibration, you start to look different. You start to feel different. People notice it. You get your sexy back. Yeah. As you should. Absolutely. And then people kind of, that's when people start going, what are you doing? What's going on? You look different. You talk different. Why are you so happy? And then it's not about going and correcting other people's language, but helping them understand. I'm actually starting to be very mindful of the words I put out. And I'm realizing that it affects me and other people. So I'm constantly going to be monitoring this. And even ask your friends, and if you don't mind, if you notice me say something that, you know, is of a low vibration, or I could say in a, with higher love words, could you let me know? That's activating them in a good way. Where they are now rising to you because they're tuning into the frequency of what you're trying to do. Now we're talking. I think that's a beautiful way of healing people. Do you see the difference? Too many of us, and I was so guilty of it when I first got on my spiritual, you know, horse, I guess you could call it. I was going around telling everyone and I, people were getting upset with me. I couldn't figure out what was going on. (laughs) Why? But I, I meant, well, I mean, good. But that was part of going and ripping people's band-aids off, but I have no right to go and rip someone else's band-aids off when I got three of the same ones. Shame on me clean your own house stop your own bleeding before you go and preach 
That's not how it works. Okay. Excellent. So next week, we have part two of our equity and aliens. So this is Darren actually taking our uh, Palladian um, uh, kindergarten school to the next level. Now, a lot of you are interested in equity, and this is where he spins in the Bible. We already have a whole page written on this, just even just tapping into the vibration of it. When I was doing the notes last week, all this came in. So I'm doing Bill's and I was doing Darren's. So I can only imagine what will come in in the next week. So that's fantastic. And we think what we're going to do again, I'm, I call it, we make planishes around here. <laughs> They're plans, but they're heavy on the ish. <laughs> so we are going to plan to do um, next or the following week. So not next Friday, the next Friday after that, uh, where we're going to work on intentions. So we're going to go a little bit more into the power of intentions. So you can learn how to write them and you can learn how to properly do your language because it's no sense me throwing you onto the intentions page if you haven't learned the words. Now, the best way to do that is to go onto this page, which we're going to be posting on our Telegram Kindergarten, and pull the top 10 high vibrational words that you can find. And those, that's your vocabulary for the next week. Any intentions, anything you speak, anything you say, those are the only words you're allowed to say. My goodness, loved ones, I can't wait to hear your experiences. Watch what that'll do. It will change your world. It can't help but scientifically catapult you to a whole nother realm. You'll notice your sleeping will get better. Like I said, you will look different. When things, when energy starts to flow through you, you're healthier. You glow. Let's get glowing. And we only get glowing when we get healing. <laughs> we get healing when we start feeling. It almost rhymes. That's pretty good. Okay, loved ones. Do we have any questions at all? Or anyone that would like to add anything to it? Yes, Clint. Um, I'd like to talk uh, lawnmowers, if I may. <laughs> uh, Darren's your guy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, specifically, uh, uh, zero turn. Yeah. That's all I got to say, buddy. Oh, right on, okay, brother. Yeah. Yeah, least resistance. Yeah. Go with the flow. Right? 100%. <laughs> right on. <laughs> oh, perfect. Good, good, good. All right. So we try to keep these at about two hours. But again, anytime him and I get going, we uh, always go a little bit over time. But thank you for showing up. Again, we know that the school is starting a little bit smaller. Um, we prefer to start smaller so we can drop information. And again, our school is where we start to plant our seeds. We're going to be throwing things at you because, again, we need to reprogram ourselves from what we have been taught. And a lot of it is around our spirituality. A lot of it is around us changing our vibration and ascending. We, they want us to be numb and dumb. We're a bunch of zombies walking around. Then we had something, a pandemic happened where all of a sudden we have a lot more time. And it's bringing up stuff in us. And we started coming together. We started talking about it. And then as we started doing that and, and ascending, more information comes to people like this gentleman, where he's able to start using that energy for good. And then we start feeding that and start channeling more information in. And that's how we plan on healing the world and making sure the right people get in to help us do it. 
So thank you, loved ones. We appreciate all of your attention. We will post everything on our Telegram pages as well as our Facebook pages. Um, you can feel free to uh, join us on our Die 5 Wisdom. We also have our Kinder Garden. We do have a strategic council that's on there as well. If you're interested, uh, you can let us know on our pages and we will join you. All right. Until next time, loved ones, we will see you. Mwah. Love, Love you. you. Thank you, everybody. Bye, everyone. Take care.